The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement How long before gift? a wedding should I send out How many save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible, and this week we're going to be discussing a few enterprise SEO topics, specifically the impact of user research and product management. Joining me is Craig Harkins, who is the Director of SEO and Content at Apartments.com, which is a world leader in commercial real estate information with a comprehensive database of real estate data throughout the U.S. and Canada. These include properties like Apartments.com, For Rent, and Apartment Finder. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's my conversation with Craig Harkins, Director of SEO and Content at Apartments.com. Craig, welcome to the Voice Search Podcast. Welcome back, by the way. Yeah, it's great to be back, Jordan. Hope you're doing well. On the Well, in Atlanta right now, it's a bit rainy. We had an awesome weekend and then the rain came back. So hoping that passes through. How's uh, sunny Cali doing for you? Not so sunny. We have a wind advisory coming through and, and some nasty weather. And on the topic of future weather... You know, this is something that you and I are going to do regularly for a while. So Craig and I, uh, for our listeners, I plan to to start doing a show every month and really diving into various enterprise SEO topics. So I'm I'm super thrilled to be able to have a a regular guest for starters, but also just to have someone as as knowledgeable as you and, and experienced in a lot of different verticals that 
that I'm constantly learning about and kind of growing in. So this is going to be a lot of fun. And I think, you know, our listeners are going to get a lot of value out of having someone come on the show regularly. I'm excited to be here and do this with you, Jordan. We've talked about a lot of different topics around enterprise SEO and how you just have to change your strategies and tactics working on large sites, depending upon if it's a publishing site, a marketplace site, or or e-commerce. And I think we'll have a lot to dig into on those different product-focused topics. No doubt. No doubt. I really believe that all of our listeners, whether you're working at an agency, a small business, or an enterprise, you're going to gain something out of this and learn out of, out of the regular segments that, that Craig and I have. But today we're diving into something that I think is really unique and, and not really talked about enough in the SEO space, which is user research in SEO. You know, there's a lot of talk often about, let's adhere to the, the search engine guidelines, or we're going to add something for search engines. But what I think we're really trying to say is we're doing something for users. And user research is really a key set of clues into the knowledge about how to build better plans and strategy for SEO. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts on user research and SEO. What does that mean for you? And give our listeners a little bit of a insight into to Craig's world around user research. Yeah, I really like using user research to get at different content strategies and what things we should be targeting. And it's another way to also align your work as an SEO to the greater enterprise. Because if you can tell the stories around users, user pain points, and delivering upon those user needs to achieve your business goals, that just makes it so much easier to prioritize your work. One of the things I see at of every SEO conference, you know, there are different talks around content. And invariably, the bulk of the talk is talking about different, you know, you go into Google Search Console, grab a keyword list, sort by impressions, go into your favorite research tool and, and grab just a list of topics and, and then spin that into a content brief and go. I don't hear those same talks going into the user research side where you can pick out like, what are those things that don't necessarily show up in that keyword research tool that are pain points for your customers or that are expected to be on the page that provide that full experience? Because I really think that if we're providing that end-to-end experience with the user in mind to help them accomplish their goal, whether it's learning more about a topic, getting answer, answer to a question, or being able to take the next step to tour an apartment, find the place to live, book a book their next hotel, buy the product. That's going to lead to better dividends down the road for SEO because you're really covering the full needs of the experience. I love that. And it's really interesting because you're starting with something that I think most of our listeners, especially ones that may be working on other enterprises, lose sight of, which is user research is a gateway into seeing what your customers, your leads, or your your traffic is seeking out on your website, right? And so then that can determine a very clear content strategy, right? It can tell you what content you should be producing, why you should be producing it. And it's a much, maybe a much faster set of clues than trying to do a bazillion keyword research lists that get mapped to different data points. And that's all fine and dandy. And that's useful data. But like, 
this really gives you a clue into what the heart and soul of your consumers want when it comes to content and content strategy. And in some cases, you can get to the content you need a lot faster because some of that work may already be done for you by your customer service and support teams. Like, I'll just go into a little bit of story time really quick. I, my prior role, I was, I was at a hospitality company and it was when kind of the FAQ schema and SERP results were coming out. And I was looking at ways, you know, how do we incorporate FAQ into some of our pages to get some more click through, boost traffic, done some testing and said that, okay, from an SEO standpoint, it's valuable. We get more clicks when we have it, but how do I put something together through our dev development teams to get FAQs out there? And then how do I research that? How do I know what should go on those pages? Well, around that same time, we had a, a quarterly business review with our customer support teams. And so the call centers were giving the report where they showed me this graph of, here are the top topics people call in about. And, oh, well, we've got it segmented by brand and by location of those hospitality properties. So I could look at it by brand. I could look at it by, is it a beach location or downtown location? I was like, oh, my God, this is gold. And <laughs> yeah. took that content, said, wait a minute, we have the data for all of this for these top questions. So not only can I now build FAQs at scale, I can do it by brand, by other points to make it even more unique. And then I can come back and pitch it to the customer service teams as, hey, would it be useful if I had this on the page? And they said, oh my God, yes. Because not only was it good for SEO, it was good for call avoidance, which reduces support costs, which is a metric that they track. So now not only does it benefit SEO, it benefits another portion of the business which then made prioritization easier. So it's like, okay, if I can do get that customer service research, build it into the SEO strategy, pull out the content, like that was a, a big pivot point for me. And yeah, I don't need to spend all my time in SEO tools and spreadsheets. I can listen to some of this research, talk to the other teams about what's going to help them and then we get these benefits all the way across. No question. This is such a powerful example because no matter what the size of company you're at, you have information coming back from your customers, whether it be in support channels for larger organizations, emails or email responses from customers at smaller companies. You're getting clues through that communication about what customers want or like or need more information about with respect to your products, your services, or the solutions you offer in the market. And not to go on a crazy tangent or derail us here, but it's it's really funny. Recently, we've been working with a few of these AI companies, right? These new AI companies that are coming out that are all leveraging these APIs, these open APIs to generate solutions, right? But many of these companies, they're seeking market share. They're trying to build a footprint in online search in a space that's pretty, pretty new, right? And the interesting thing that I'm coming to realize is that there is no third-party tool. There is no content roadmap that you can copy from a competitor. 
there's really only one solution, which is listen to the customers who you have today, understand who they are, and build great content to support them so that they can leverage your new AI technology. And so it's kind of like living this like crazy world of like, this is brand new. I can't just copy the e-commerce company next door strategy. And so it's such an important narrative around user research. One of the questions I have for you, Craig, is what makes user research not only more valuable than data points, but what and how do you implement the use of this data within your teams, within your groups? I get a sense that user research data is not something that's easily digestible by the content team or easily digestible by the SEO team. So there's almost like a culture or a, a process that needs to be built in order to get this rolling within a, within a bigger organization or team. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a cultural shift. So with apartments.com, so we're part of CoStar Group. So we've got business units. Uh, I'm in the rental marketplaces unit. So for apartments.com, we collaborate with other teams across the group. And I'm within a product management organization. And so within the product management team, we work with UX design. I have product content writers and UX writers that work with my kind of long form and short form content writers to look at all of those content questions. Like not only what articles do we need to post, but what does that microcopy need to look at? Like what are the needs on the page that we're missing? And so my team has to get into user research to be able to answer those questions and help our product manager solve some of those problems and collaborate with UX design. And so having that testing mindset is just part of being in product management. And I find that to be very, very valuable, especially as a a large marketplace site, you've got to do more, you know, more things at scale and more things around these individual tests than maybe if you're a publisher, just that you're looking at your content roadmap. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So with that cultural shift, right, Craig, I mean, and teams kind of adapting to using this data, do you have any like simple tricks or ways for people to get started 
and more specifically, maybe leading you a little bit here, I think that one of the the best assets around user research is sometimes it's actually living the experience of being a user, right? Like, Like eating your own dog food and using your product and kind of living through the experience of what your users are going through. And that's that's always a really important foundational step, especially for people who aren't very familiar with the product. And then secondly, are there any tactics around the ability to get this at scale? Like how can you make this repeatable and scalable in your teams? So a good, there are a number of vendors out there that can help you with this. So usertesting.com is one of those that we've had some success with. And there are different tests you can run. One easy one is just called a a click preference test, where say you're looking at some different ideas before you get into full-on SEO A-B testing on, hey, what should some different headers on the page look like? Or what should this button look like? What kind of content should be there? And you can just throw up some, hey, which do you prefer, A or B, and get some quick testing done that way. Usually within a day, you'll get enough responses. And you can also go through other user journeys, building out a panel within those platforms to go through a full end-to-end interview of, hey, click on this page of the site, go search for this, tell me about the content on there, is that meeting your needs? And you can get a lot of data back from those, um, from basically the verbatims that they're not clicking a multiple choice on yes, this helped or no, but they're talking through the process and if you listen to several interviews, you know, several of these interview sessions, you'll piece together themes. And then that'll lead to some aha moments from your content team on, oh, wait, we should do this. Or, oh, wow, we're really not explaining that well, are we? And you can piece that together. So some things that we've done is presenting a content experience to a set of users and then saying, what is missing from this? What would you expect to see next? Those things that kind of get at, is this content complete? And is it really solving your need? We can also go back and ask, hey, if you were about to land on a page after searching for X, what would you expect to see? And you get that, you get responses back on, well, I would expect to see this or this or this not just the written content, but I would expect to see an image or a chart, or I want a data table, or I want a quick answer with advice. You can get all of that out of these interviews that then tells you not only what words should you have on the page, but what other assets do you need? And I think that's a powerful tool to have to then go back to your UX team and say, okay, not only do we need to write five paragraphs that cover this topic, but here are the other assets we need and we need to work it in together. And then that gives them a good roadmap to then mock up different templates for you to go forward with for additional testing. Yeah, I mean, there's a landmine question I want to ask now, but not only do I love the examples you're giving, but I think it's a great narrative around how all of our listeners and, and SEOs in general should be taking note on how to evolve your content strategy and defining your plans and topics that are now have more, much more user benefit. Like my last kind of question here is this new world we're living, right? This chat GPT, generative AI, language learning models. There's so much going on around content. 
And we've centered this user research topic around how you define content and content strategy, which I think is spot on. But I'd love to get your perspective on how those two worlds are going to collide and come together and what our listeners who are thinking about using these technologies should be aware of. So we've been spending a good bit of user research time asking these questions. So we're testing out like some of this AI-generated content and saying, hey, which is better for users? Is this good content or is the handwritten content better or where do we fit it into the process? And I know like, I don't want to turn this into yet another chat GPT podcast episode, <laughs> but <laughs> it seems like- I it set seems you up, like, I, told like you, I told you it was a landmine. <laughs> I know, we've over-indexed on, on chat GPT now. Um, but I will say it's not going to take content writers' jobs if they're doing good content. It's not going to take content strategist jobs. Uh, what we're finding is that the chat GPT content, well, one, you need a good data source. Uh, you need to train it on current data or else it's just going to give the wrong answers. It's also just predictive text. It's not actually thinking. So you really need to edit. And so things that we're looking at is, one, how much of a time saver is it? Two, how do users resonate with that content? And can they pick out that, hey, this feels robotic or it feels off? It doesn't feel like it's in the brand voice. So those are questions that we're asking around this type of output to see how we can incorporate it into our processes or if there is something else we can tack on to maybe not ChatGPT, but some other APIs that we can tap into that help us provide better content that meets those needs. Because we saw Google, like Google's been waffling on this. Like the first they said, you shouldn't use AI. Everyone running a large marketplace site knows that templated content works in some cases. And that's all machine generated with data inputs. And if it meets the user needs, then who really cares how it's generated has been my thinking for a long time. And then we saw, well, Google saying, don't machine generate content. So, oh my gosh, we need to go and handwrite everything. But then a little bit later, Google backed off and said, you know what, if it meets user needs, we don't really care how it's generated. So I don't know, is it going to change next week? Who knows? Rather than worrying about that, I want to think about what the user journey is. And if we're serving that, that's kind of the mark Google's trying to get to. They don't know how to evaluate it all yet, though. So I'm putting that as my North Star. And if it's that helpful content that helps that, you know, currently I'm serving renters that are looking for their next place to live. If the content I have helps them get to that decision faster and more reliably, then I'm meeting their needs and, and I think it's going to benefit us. No doubt. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Voice Search Podcast. Thanks to Craig Harkins, Director of SEO and Content at Apartments.com for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Craig and I are going to be discussing product management and SEO. If you'd like to learn more about Craig, you will find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can also contact him on Twitter, where his Twitter handle is at Craig Harkins, or visit his company's website, apartments.com. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.